0: The priest, not accustomed to blessing tortillas, was somewhat reluctant, but agreed to do it. Mrs. Rubio took the tortilla home, put it in a shadow box frame with piles of cotton to make it look like it was floating on clouds. Mr. Rubio built a special altar for it to rest on. They put the whole thing in a wooden utility shack in the backyard and opened a little shrine to visitors. Within a few months, more than 8,000 people came to the Shrine of the Jesus of the Tortilla, and all of them agreed that the face in the burn marks on the tortilla was the face of Jesus. Except for one reporter who said he thought it looked like Leon Spinks, world heavyweight boxing champion, at the time. Spinks was famously unattractive because he was missing most of his front teeth. Within two years, more than 35,000 people visited the Shrine. For twenty-eight years, pilgrims kept coming to see the Holy Tortilla. Over time, the burn marks faded and the image was hard to make out, but people still wanted to worship at the shrine. Then, in 2005, Mrs. Rubio's granddaughter took the tortilla to school for show and tell. Someone accidentally dropped it and it shattered. Mrs. Rubio kept the shadow box, now with only fragments of the shattered tortilla floating on the cotton clouds, But no one seemed interested anymore, and the Rubio family finally closed the deteriorating shrine. I remember when I first read about the tortilla apparition, it seemed like a bizarre, one of a kind throwback to medieval superstition. But in the years since, I've grown accustomed to hearing similar stories. People have claimed to see images of Jesus in the toppings on a pizza, in scorch patterns on a piece of toast, in oil spots on a garage floor. In the brown blotches on a banana, in tree-ring formations, in a misshapen Cheeto, in the rusty build-up next to a leaky bathtub, in the burn marks on a grilled cheese sandwich, in water stains on a wall, in countless other tortillas, and in too many other odd and out-of-the-way places to enumerate. Such stories turn up on the Internet at least monthly. Invariably, people flock to see and worship the apparitions. It seems incredible to me that so many people would treat objects like burnt tortillas, misshapen Cheetos, and rust stains as objects of veneration. But the sad truth is that such a distorted concept of worship is actually easier to find nowadays than authentic worship based on sound biblical principles. Tragically, although the Bible is clear about how and whom and when we are to worship, little genuine worship takes place throughout most of the world today. I have often thought that worship must be one of the most misunderstood doctrines in all the scriptures. That is spiritually debilitating because worship is at the center of everything scripture commands of us. In other words, if you are not a true worshiper, everything else in your life will be spiritually out of sync. Conversely, nothing will accelerate your spiritual growth and sanctification than gaining a right understanding of true worship. Worship in the Bible The theme of worship dominates the Bible. In Genesis, we discover that the fall came when Adam failed to worship God by obeying the one command God gave. In Revelation, we learn that all of history culminates in an eternal worshiping community in the presence of a loving God. From the beginning in Genesis all the way through to the consummation in Revelation— The doctrine of worship is woven into the warp and woof of the biblical text. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, and called it the greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 30. That is a call for worship, and by identifying it as the foremost of all God's commandments, he was emphatically affirming worship as the universal first priority. Exodus chapter 20 records the giving of the Ten Commandments. The very first of those commandments calls for and regulates worship. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water underneath the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God.